0: It's about being responsibly armed. So load and make ready. This is Rapid Fire. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, everybody, to Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary, and this show is sponsored by Vortex Optics. We are really happy to be starting season three. So if you haven't heard season one or two, that is all archived on our website or wherever you may find your podcast. For your listening pleasure, you can use that as a cure for insomnia. <laughs> if you're having trouble falling asleep at night, just put on my smooth voice and you'll be asleep in no time. Make sure you tune into to capegunworks.com. Click on the rapid fire icon to join the conversation. And remember, you can like us and subscribe and share our stuff all over social media. We're at capegunworks on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, all the usual suspects. Some of the new ones uh, were still on Parler, uh, Daily Motion, Telegram, Rumble, and Get Her Shut Us Down. They were going to be the beacon of you know, freedom and uncensored content for the whatever, and already they don't like guns. So enough of them. But I think Telegram is the way to go. I think they're the future. I've been really enjoying them subscribe to whoever you want to subscribe to and it takes you to the link where you can actually listen and hear and subscribe and hear what people want to say you don't have to live in the dark and you don't have to be censored and watch what you say like oh you can't say certain things on this platform because they'll put us in jail or put us in you know take down our content etc etc so Uh, We're glad to be there and, and grow our social media presence on those newer platforms. But we are still on Big Tech. While they will have us every day, we get warnings about guns we're selling, you know, two years ago. And we post an Instagram picture of, and now they're saying, oh, you can't sell guns on Instagram, even though you're a licensed, federally licensed gun dealer and that's your business. And we're not using the platform to actively sell, like you can't click a link and buy it and have it shipped to your door. It's just saying, hey, we have it here. And that's the way it goes. Um, but they're now saying we are in danger of having our channel removed because they're going through and finding every gun we've ever posted, which, which is almost every day. you know. And they're going back two, three years, which is just crazy. And we're not the only ones. I see the content a lot on other people's Instagram and Facebook channels. So there you have it. But you can follow along the show when we record live here. If you go to capegunworks.com and click on rapid fire and you'll be notified when we go live. And then we will take your question. If you want to be a part of the chat, um, you'll hear me answering people's uh, questions as they type them into the chat. And we will certainly uh, get to yours should time permit. Today's show is going to be ridiculous, though, because we have a lot going on in the world. Uh, We're monitoring the Kyle Rittenhouse uh, trial. Um, The jury is deliberating right now, and we're going to see what happens on that. And it's been, you know, crazy back and forth day because the defense has, you know, asked for a mistrial with prejudice, Which would dismiss it, and based on this new evidence that has come out of high resolution drone footage that clearly shows, you know, Kyle Rittenhouse in his, you know, as he's running his route and whatnot, instead of the very pixelated and blurry images that the prosecution chose to use. So, if this isn't just suppression of evidence, I don't know what is it's so clear-cut, like, why would you choose to use the pixelated, blurry images and try to, you know, present some narrative of the of, of that as you're presenting your evidence? I mean, I think it's obvious why, but on the other hand, why, how could you be so first-year law school to have, to do something like that? So, now the defense has asked for a Motion to dismiss uh, with prejudice and declare a mistrial, which I honestly think should have happened last week when, you know, the judge was basically giving them a three strikes and you're out. And they were on strike two uh, after bringing up his uh, his own, um, you know, right to remain silent in a court of law like that's another like first year law student type of thing that every lawyer knows not to do, but yet the prosecution did it. And then bringing up other stuff that had been prohibited from being brought up in the courtroom and saying some stupid thing like, oh, judge, I didn't know. I thought you left the door open if we could present it in a new angle under new light. And the judge is like, "Ah, I don't believe you. You're an idiot. And, you know, you better watch yourself. So right then and there, I think the prosecution was... Certainly, you know, taking a lot of liberty and, you know, not prosecuting the the case on fact, but trying to just continue the media narrative, which has resulted in the Second Amendment, the right to self-defense as a principle, the most basic human right that goes back to the code of Hammurabi and like the 10 commandments and the Levitical law under Moses, like, you know, the whole eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth thing, uh, which limits the amount of force you can use based on the crime. So in other words, you know, if someone steals your, uh, you know, your grapes off the vine, you can't go burn their house down. That's really what that is. It's not to basically go gouge people's eyeballs out, it's to say that you can't, you know, string them upside down and draw and quarter them if they inadvertently kill your goat. So that's the limits on that. But anyway, um, so that's where basic human self-defense law comes from. It's endowed by our Creator, and our forefathers recognize that as an inalienable right. You can't, you know, you can't, you can't take these away. It's the most basic human right, the right to self-defense. And so what has happened in this trial is it has come down to do you have a right to defend yourself when people are swinging skateboards at your head and jump kicking at your head and knocking you to the ground and grabbing for the muzzle of your gun and, Uh, throwing things at you that you have no idea what it is and chasing you down while gunfire is going off. So do you have a right to defend yourself? Oh, and if you brought a gun to an area that might have violence, then you've forfeited your right to self-defense. These are some of the arguments that the prosecution is making and as as well as the media who is trying this case every night. And it's crazy. Uh, that, you know, that argument is so illogical. Like, if you're in a place where violence could be happening, don't bring a gun because you've forfeited your right to self-defense if you have a gun. Huh? Like, that is so illogical. I I can't even begin to wrap my head around that. So, you don't forfeit your right if you choose to arm and protect yourself in an area where there might be trouble you're actually have good common sense that's the way I see it Um, now the whole should he have been there in the first place argument yeah we can talk about that if you want but that isn't what's on trial right now What's on trial is did he commit murder all right if you're hearing this and you don't have your gun license we have regularly scheduled LTC classes including ladies only and couples classes not to mention live and non-live fire ltc classes sign up at capegunworks.com and we will be right back you're listening to rapid fire much more to talk about so don't go away we'll be right back
1: If you crave versatility in a tactical reticle, the new ARBDC3 delivers with a host of features you need to adapt in the field. A 1 MOA center dot provides a precise point of aim, while the surrounding 16 MOA open circle helps get your eye into the center faster for rapid target acquisition in close quarters. The ARBDC3 also adapts to a variety of light conditions. The center dot and surrounding open circle illuminate for low light shooting, and because the reticle is glass etched, it can also function without any illumination. When you need to go long, the upper ranging feature allows you to range silhouette targets out to 600 yards, while the bullet drop compensator, or BDC, keeps you on target out to 650 yards. Plus, you get wind holds for 5, 10, and 15 mph winds. The ARBDC 3 is specifically tuned to the ballistic performance of most common 556 loads out of an AR 15. There are resources in the reticle manual for conversions to 308, and as with any BDC, information gathered from a chronograph and ballistics calculator can adapt these hash marks to any other caliber and its own unique ballistic curve. From point blank to way down range, adapt with the ARBDC 3.
0: Hey, Toby Leary here from Cape Gunworks, excited about the change in season. One thing that hasn't changed is the commitment to our customers. Come in, meet our friendly staff, take a class, and get your gun license. We have a 15-lane indoor range, a huge pro shop with tons of guns, ammo, archery, and accessories. Shop at capegunworks.com or tune in to Rapid Fire, our talk show about all things guns, the Second Amendment, and self-defense. Go to capegunworks.com and give us a shot. All right, welcome back to Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary, co-owner of Cape Gunworks, and we are happy you're here. Rapid Fire is your only show around that is dedicated to all things Second Amendment, firearms, self-defense, and freedom. And we love to talk about it. So let your voice be heard. Go to capegunworks.com and click on Rapid Fire and get signed up, and then you can be a part of the chat as we go so we will be getting to your questions they're coming in fast and furious mostly about the kyle rittenhouse trial a lot of people want to talk about the prosecutor who sweeps the whole courtroom and i assume he was pointing the ar-15 at the jury pool and had his finger on the trigger as he's trying to demonstrate what it looks like to stare down the barrel of an ar-15 i guess and uh i'm sure that was a you know, moment in the courtroom. You saw the bailiff kind of walk up from the back and you see a photographer jump up in the front row and start taking pictures. And man, oh man, what reckless, uh, you know, tell me you're not a gun guy by telling me you're not a gun guy moment. Um, This guy has basically put the AR-15 on trial. And, you know, really funny, he didn't even understand that uh, a 17-year-old can't buy a uh, or can't possess a pistol. So, you know, did they commit a straw purchase? We'll see because the that's what it looks like. But it looks like the uh, friend bought the AR-15 and was keeping possession of it at the house. And when he turned 18, he would then give it to him. I don't know if it's a straw purchase if that guy keeps possession of it. Like, is it a straw purchase when I buy my 12-year-old daughter a gun and I keep possession of it and she gets to shoot it when we go to the range Then it goes back in the safe when we get home. No, it's not a straw purchase. So that's kind of the situation where the friend who could legally buy it bought the gun and kept possession of it except, you know, obviously for the that night, but they both felt that he could be in possession of it, maybe under the supervision of somebody else who was, uh, you know, of age. I'm not sure what the law is in Wisconsin on that. But the bottom line is uh, you look at this trial and you see that the narrative that is emerging is is Second Amendment uh, lingo. uh, You know, obviously he's castigating and uh, saying that AR-15 is, you know, this superpower gun that the military uses and they're used in first person video games and blah, blah, blah. And also the self-defense the right to self-defense the most basic of all rights is on trial here for the world to see and if you know you forfeit your right to self-defense by merely bringing a gun out to a potentially violent area uh, i think that defeats the purpose of the uh, second amendment number one and the law of self-defense number two it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't hold water. That's exactly why we have that those laws. But um, anyway, the uh, whole trial has been very interesting. And I'm curious if sometimes the prosecution isn't trying to get a mistrial out of this without prejudice so that they can have another bite at the apple. And who knows? Uh, there's also been some leaks apparently of a couple of jurors that are holding up the outcome of the you know the results of the jury because they are afraid of what's going to happen on the streets of Kenosha and if that's the case you might as well just throw out the jury selection process and just invite you know CNN and MSNBC and all the other news agencies have a Huffington Post person there, have a, you know, New York Post, a New York Times reporter, and just fill the jury box with them because that's where the trials are going to be held. You know, the the outcome of trials will be the result, you know, of trials will be held in the media from now on. If that If people are sincerely worried about the outcome of the trial causing civil unrest, then we're in serious trouble as a nation because you can't ever get a fair trial again if people are going to allow what is being said on the news not to mention the doxing of jurors and you know the people threatening jury members saying you know we know where you live and we're going to come to your house and all this it's it's just crazy the the it's turned into a circus act and i'm wondering if these jurors actually have access to um to the you know, news of the day, the judge always reiterates, don't look at the news, don't. But then I hear him say, oh, yeah, you can bring a laptop. And it's like, really? Like, I can have a laptop, but how am I not going to be connected to the Internet? And if you open a web browser, the first thing you're going to see is, you know, protesters outside the Kenosha courthouse and, oh, National Guard is being deployed to, you know, 60 miles outside of Kenosha or whatever. It's just a, you know, social media alone. You can't open Instagram, Facebook, you know, and you're supposed to just not look at that, I guess. So who knows? But if that's the case, um, it's, it's a scary time for any of us who might find ourselves defending our actions in a courtroom someday. Uh, hopefully, we never find ourselves in this situation. But if you do, you certainly want to make sure you have legal protection. So uh, check out U.S. Law Shield, and uh, I'm I'm a card carrying member, and for this exact reason, because fortunately for Kyle Rittenhouse, a lot of money was raised for his legal defense. But uh, that's not the case for everybody. You know, if it's not a big national news story, it's just Joe homeowner you know, defending himself against violent home invaders or, you know, guys at the ATM or carjacker or whatever, Um, you know, it could be a much different situation. So anyway, uh, that's just one of the many things to talk about today, the Kyle Rittenhouse stuff going on. Uh, We have the Gunmakers match this weekend, which is going to be awesome and epic, the first ever regional Gunmakers match in our area. I think we even beat New Hampshire to the punch. And New Hampshire, the freedom state to our north, does a lot of good matches. They do a lot of good things. I participate in the Freedom Hill Gear uh, shoot heard around the world, the uh, Live Free or Die shoot every fall up there. And it's been great to be a part of that every year. And so anyway, um, I'm excited to be hosting the first ever regional gun match. And this Saturday we got a lot of people coming. We got Rob Pincus coming. We got uh, John Green from Gun Owners Action League coming. We got uh, Bill Dalby from Patriot Training Company coming. We got uh, 2A3D Print coming from Rhode Island. They're going to be hawking their wares, selling some... 80% frames and slides and kits and whatnot and pick their brain about 3D printing. We're going to probably pick his brain and get our own 3D printer so we can start the printer going Burr. <laughs> That's what we want to do. Let that printer go burr. Uh Firearms Policy Coalition is a sponsor of the event. Uh, the Guns for Everyone National is a sponsor of the event. The Second Amendment Org... Is a sponsor of the event. Gun Owners Action League, of course, uh, is a member of the event. So, a uh, sponsor of the event. So, we got lots of good sponsors. We got Steve with Ear Pro Solutions coming um, for two days to mold people's ears so that you can keep your hearing intact. So, if you want those pre molded earplugs, the last time he came, we had so many people saying, Oh man, we, you know, I missed him again. When is he coming back? and I'm like I don't know stay tuned but he will be back this weekend so if you want to get those earplugs you know the nice pre-molded earplugs come on down we would love to have it and um you you know would love to have you down and so Saturday the 20th even if you are hearing this live on WXDK um you missed the educational portion of the show there may still be room to sign up if you hurry, if you hurry to the gun makers match so if you have a gun that you yeah and you can always come in and participate and spectate and whatever there's going to be a fun like vendor-ish atmosphere so it's like one of the big events we've hosted before so you don't have to be shooting but um you you can if you want so uh come on down we would love to have you and we're really excited to host it and it's going to be awesome. So we just got a big shipment of stuff from JSD supply. So we got our Patmos slides and our lower parts kits. We got plenty of polymer 80, uh, 80% lowers on hand. If you want to join us Saturday and make your own gun, that's the education day. There's going to be plenty of knowledge around the shop to help you with that. Um, So pick the brain of the experts that day. I might even make a gun Saturday for the match on Sunday. We'll see how that goes because I want to do it. But that would be fun. So, yeah. Uh, oh my. Yeah, why not? I've never built a 80% lower myself. I've been I've built complete guns before, but I've never taken one from like a 80% status and finished them off with one of those kits. So that's gonna be fun. It's gonna be awesome. You're gonna want to. You don't want to miss it. So get the best legal protection you can. Like I was just talking about. U.S. Law Shield. You want to text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Members can call their lawyers at any time, even for compliance questions. For those of us who live in complicated Massachusetts. So you want to check it out, check out U.S. Law Shield. You'll get a special deal. All right, we'll be right back. This is Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary. Don't go away, we have so much more coming up.
2: Nobody thinks it will happen to them, but with over 2,000 emergency phone calls per month to our independent program attorney answered hotline, it's closer to home than you think. At U.S. Law Shield, we give you exclusive access to our 24-7, 365 emergency hotline not a call center, direct access to our network of independent program attorneys. With a price point of only $10.95 per month and unlimited attorney hours for criminal and civil defense, U.S. Law Shield provides you with unparalleled service and protection where it matters most. No other program comes close. We believe an educated member is an empowered member. We do this by providing educational resources featuring seasoned attorneys, firearms instructors, law enforcement, and experts in all areas. We at U.S. Law Shield believe peace of mind should come with simple and affordable protection.
0: Hey, it's Toby from Cape Gunworks. These days you need to be able to protect your family and yourself. At Cape Gunworks we have self-defense training and frequent firearm certification classes. Cape Gunworks has a modern indoor range and a huge pro shop so you can get properly equipped. Get your gun license and the training you need to keep you and your loved ones safe. Go to capegunworks.com to sign up for classes, shop online, or tune into Rapid Fire. Cape Gunworks. There has never been a better time to give us a shot.
3: This is attorney Keith G. Langer, not just a gun rights lawyer, but a fellow gun owner at home on the range as well as in court. I can help you obtain or regain your firearms license, recover or transfer your firearms and defend you against firearms or other criminal charges. I can also help protect your property with will sets including trusts, healthcare proxies and powers of attorney zoning or other permitting issues as well as collections and civil litigation to schedule a consultation call 508-384-8692 that's 508-384-8692 or visit my website kglangerlaw.com talk to you soon
0: all right welcome back to rapid fire this is Your only show, all things Second Amendment, guns, freedom, and self-defense. I'm your host, Toby Leary, co-owner of Cape Gunworks down in Hyannis. And at this time of the show, we are joined with a very special guest, attorney Keith Langer, who is our resident Second Amendment attorney here at Cape Gunworks. We've certainly tapped his vast knowledge of the confusing Massachusetts law from time to time. Uh, throughout our seven-year history, and Keith, thanks for joining us today. How are you?
3: I'm fine, and like the rest of uh, the Second Amendment community, I'm waiting for the shoe to drop in Wisconsin, of course, the fiasco in Georgia with the uh, Arbery trial.
0: Yeah, two major trials going. I think Arbury trial is getting, plain, getting second fiddle, uh, obviously, but um, now that the jury is out, They're starting to focus on that one a little bit. But, I mean, let me just jump right in by saying, what do you predict is going to happen in the Rittenhouse trial? What's your quick take on that?
3: Well, assuming we proceed to an actual verdict that's not dismissed because of the prosecution withholding the drone video evidence or other errors, assuming that it's not contaminated because two of the jurors are not claiming they were threatened, uh, I expect him to be exonerated, uh, certainly on the murder charges. They might get him on something minor. Uh, compared to the murder charges, it would be a little more than littering. Mm-hmm. But this trial is not exactly a paragon of American jurisprudence, and it may well be that the prosecution in this case may be the Marsha Clark of the 21st century. <laughs> For yeah. those of you who don't get the reference she prosecuted O.J.
4: Mm.
0: And if the, jug, if the glove doesn't fit, you must acquit,
3: right? Indeed. <laughs> I mean, and the utter nonsense, is the theatrics, babbling right. about the explosive bullets right. uh, in the AR, and how it's a large caliber weapon, which is what the uh, we can't call them a victim, mm. the target claim they were. And then, of course, the prosecutor waving the gun around. I think he received his firearms training from Alec Baldwin.
0: Yeah, really. So you out of those three options, which is a mistrial with prejudice, the jury finding him innocent or not guilty, yep. I should say, or what was the third one? Uh Oh, the, there were two we a mistrials mistrial because
3: of juror contamination. Right.
0: So, what what do you think? What's your feeling? Your gut, your your prediction? If we were taking bets, I think
3: he's going in? to be found not guilty on the murder charges by the jury. Yep.
0: Yeah. It certainly seems that way, and especially some information was leaking out last night that uh, you know he two of the jurors were holding it up because they're afraid of the the outcome of the kit, you know, that trial, like civil unrest or whatever. That's what was insinuated by it. So if they're Well,
3: that's also why you have alternate jurors. So people mm-hmm. like that can be broomed and the process can continue without their impediment.
0: Yeah, good point. Um, it's, that's what I predict is going to happen as well. Um, but w- one question is, It can the judge, let's just say, you know, these two... Jurors, or something, whatever the deliberation happens in the deliberation room, and they come back and find him guilty on a charge or two. Can the judge then rule a mistrial after the jury has returned with results?
3: That's a little late at that point because if you're going to declare a mistrial, then there's no point in proceeding to a verdict.
0: Right. I agree. I but don't know what as Wisconsin of this morning,
3: rules of criminal procedure are. But as a logical exercise, there is no point in sending it to the jury if you believe that the trial is so fundamentally flawed that a mistrial is required.
0: I would agree 100% with you, but the problem is the judge, as of 9 or 10 a.m. this morning, still hadn't read the defendant's motion to dismiss. So I'm like, what the heck? They've been deliberating for a day and a half or at least a full day. How in the world... Can he rule on a mistrial if the juries could come out at any minute with a result? You know, it, do, it doesn't make sense, but...
3: I don't know what Wisconsin rules are, but logically, it makes no sense. Right. If you've got a motion to dismiss in front of you, you should be addressing the motion to dismiss, because if you grant it, it's game over.
0: Right, right. I think he's just afraid to go down that road, personally. But um, I think what would be worse is if he did let the jury uh, come with a verdict and they found him guilty and then he he voted in some way, you know, said, oh, well, I'm taking this drone footage under advisement now and this is a mistrial because the prosecution, I mean, they suppressed the evidence. I think that would really create a a war zone in Kenosha. The
3: only logical reason to do it that way is to hope the jury acquits and you don't have to deal with the motions dismissed. But I think that's doing it backwards
0: right yeah interesting but um all right so on another note we had a question last week after uh we had you on the show and a gentleman said he's a resident of florida he's a resident of massachusetts he's duly licensed in both states what's the deal can he buy a gun down in florida that's not on the approved weapons roster or new hampshire or wherever the heck their second residency is And then if he buys it there, as long as he doesn't have the high-capacity magazines, can he then ship it up to himself when he moves here uh, for the summer, if you will? You know, if he's here in the summer and down there in the winter, can he bring it back or ship it to himself uh, and carry it while he's here? I said, I'll ask
3: the expert. If the gun is legal in Massachusetts, and I don't mean on the approved firearms roster, I mean if it's legal in Massachusetts as a not large capacity, not a quote-unquote post-ban assault weapon, Mm -hmm. then he can certainly have it here. The only issue is getting it here, and if he's lawful to buy it in Florida, he can certainly ship it to himself in Massachusetts because there's no change of ownership. He can't do it through the post office, but he can certainly ship it to himself through Common Carrier. But it Still needs to be mass-compliant, whatever it is. And again, not on the roster. The roster is irrelevant. The roster only applies to retail sales in Massachusetts. Right. You can't buy an AR-15 and ship it up here. Interesting. You can't buy a, uh, any large-capacity magazines and ship them up here if they're post banned. Right. But he's perfectly able to buy a Glock down in Florida, ship it up to Massachusetts with 10-round mags, and use it up here and he can carry it if you want, as long as he's got his LTC.
0: Yeah. So no problem in any of those guns, but you're saying if he had a, a Daniel Defense rifle or something, or, you know, a post-ban uh, AR-15, he could not bring that back. He would be violating the uh, edict of Seven Twenty Sixteen if he did.
3: Or quite possibly the assault weapon ban itself, depending on how it was configured. If he's buying it down in Florida... There is no assault weapon ban, and it comes up here with uh a threaded barrel or a folding stock or a bayonet lug, then you don't even have to worry about the edict that fails the uh the actual statutory criteria right as you know
0: what if it was a post ban configuration though
3: then you have to roll the dice with <laughs> uh with Mora and her edict yeah. Of course, the other question is, how is it that they find out that you've got it? Right. So that that usually means you've got more issues.
0: Yeah. And if you and do bring you the do gun, that,
3: you you definitely want to you you definitely don't want any post ban, AR mags.
0: Right. And if you do bring a gun back and forth with you as you travel, um, you don't have to EFA ten it. Correct. When you bring it with you here.
3: What would you EFA ten? There's no change in ownership.
0: Right but i mean if you the bought it and, you if would, you bought it the in the florida reason,
3: again the only reason you would register it here is if it was going to stay here okay because at uh because at that point it would be a gun that was acquired after you got your license but here in the situation you're describing he already owned the gun and is going back to florida with him
4: mm-hmm.
3: so the only reason you would efa tenant is if Massachusetts is the permanent residence
4: mm.
0: interesting cool yeah
3: you know, the you know the point of EF a10 is to basically register ownership and transfers of ownership sure there's no transfer of ownership right and the only reason you would register it in the situation you describe is if Massachusetts is the primary residence.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Basically, where you registered the vote? Where's your car registered? Where's your driver's license out of? Mm-hmm. If you're a snowbird, and you're only down in Florida three months a year, and you're bringing the gun up, you may want to EFA tenant and cover yourself for the other eight months of the year. Yeah, But if the situation's reversed, if you're a retiree, and you're only coming up in the summertime to say hello to the grandchildren, You're not a permanent Massachusetts resident. There's no intent to permanently remain. You've got an LTC, so the gun itself is covered. And since the the firearm is as temporary as you are, then I would not EFA tenant.
0: Yeah. And so that goes along like we have the big gun makers match going to be happening this weekend. We have our educational day of people who want to... You know, help want some help putting it together. They're going to just get some guidance from us, but ultimately they got to build the gun. And uh, so then sa- Sunday we have the match itself. So all those people who build their own gun uh, for this match, or or have been doing it for a while, or 3D printing or building from a kit, then they have to also efa 10 that within seven days, correct? After building the gun,
3: seven days after becomes functional. And that means you've got all the pieces ready to rock. None okay. of this nonsense. Well, I didn't put the upper on. Right, no. right, You've right. got a completed upper and a completed lower. You've got a completed gun. You register it.
0: Yeah. Yep. I hear you there. And all right. Well, thanks, Keith, for your uh, your poignant observations of the clear-as-mud law here in Massachusetts. As always, we appreciate always. it. <laughs> and uh, we'll talk to you again next week. And. If you are interested in a special pepper spray class, we have one on December 4th. It's $75 and it includes a training device that you'll get to spray in class without any detriment to yourself or others. It's a great opportunity to learn about alternate self defense, uh, less lethal options, and uh, get signed up at Cape Gun Works. We will be right back. You're listening to Rapid Fire. I'm Toby Leary.
4: made in america since 1949 family owned and operated legendary performance this is hornady
0: federal delivers a knockout punch with the leading defensive ammo on the market federal punch hollow points are accurate and reliable in all defensive situations when you need reliability designed to provide a balanced mix of Effective penetration and expansion, you need punch defensive ammunition from Federal, the leader in nickel plated brass ammo with a sealed primer to deliver reliable feeding and ignition. Get Federal Punch defensive hollow point ammunition here at Cape Gunworks.
4: Snap safe. Featuring a pry resistant 316th inch solid steel door, 2300 degree Fahrenheit one hour fire shield protection, and a lifetime warranty. Snap Safe, a modular safe with welded safe security.
0: Welcome back, everybody, to Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary. Please join us every week for the only dedicated to a radio show around or podcast and we talk all things guns freedom second amendment and self-defense and we'd love to have you so go to capegunworks.com click on rapid fire sign up and be alerted when we go live then you can be a part of the show you can call in or you can type into the chat box and we will get to your questions in this segment i apologize uh, for my long-windedness so (laughs) um we'd love to get to some of your questions so Um, Getting back to some of the talk on the uh, Kyle Rittenhouse trial, P.S. says the jury is taking so long that they're going to hold him guilty on something. And you never know. It could be the scenario that we just talked about that a couple of them are nervous about the civil unrest that could happen as a result. And Davey says, let them riot. Time for the police and the FBI to arrest those domestic terrorists. Well, the problem is, I see it, is they don't go out and arrest them as domestic terrorists. They let them burn the cities down. They let them loot and smash and, you know, create all kinds of violence and whatnot. And then here we are. This is the exact reason we're in this trial in the first place is because the communities don't do what they're supposed to do. They're told to stand down or set up a roadblock somewhere and set a curfew, and then they watch the fires burn. And then when you're under trial for... Self defense or murder, actually, but it's pretty obvious to everyone that it was self defense. Uh, the prosecutor's gonna say, Don't you normally call 911 for something like that? <laughs> you know, the question that is so obviously like, Uh, yeah, but the only problem is they won't respond. Remember that part? That's the whole point of us being here, and the dumpsters are on fire, and things are burning, and people saying, I'm gonna kill you, and stuff like that. But anyway, I digress. Um, back to your questions. Davey says, you guys should do a weekly email of pics of new inventory. One of the only reasons I'm still on in- Instagram. We do try to do that. Um, we we have to be a little bit more general now, unfortunately. It's just the way it is. I mean, it's, it's not, you know, Instagram is the one that's threatening to take us off or, you know, totally wipe out our account. In fact, we might even want to set up a backup account as a result and just start mirroring post new post to that backup account because frankly if we do get whacked we'll have have to start from ground zero and um, but anyway um, you can always go to capegunworks.com forward slash firearms and you'll see our current inventory as of this week we have all of our used firearms online the search box is still a work in progress but if you kind of play around with it enough you'll get there so you might have to click on rifles or you know whatever uh, and you'll start to see or just used guns and you'll see our inventory so I'm pretty excited about that Uh, that was a only took seven years to get done yeah about that seven years Uh, right when we opened this place we were like hey uh, it'll be great if we have our inventory online And we started looking into websites and stuff like that. We had many different websites and found it was kind of like putting the Mars rover on Mars. It was about probably equivalent to that in technology and effort and money spent. Uh, But now we have we have our used firearms inventory (laughs) online. Look at that. So anyway. Uh, you can check it out there. That's ultimately the place where it makes the most sense for our inventory to rest anyway. Cause then once you Google at the guns, you can click on it and buy it. You can hit that buy button so you don't get disappointed when you come in and say, Hey, I saw the gun online and now it's gone. Um, the cool thing is like if someone's trying to buy a gun online and someone in the, is in the store, And I pick the gun up out of the case and I'm walking over to the register. If the guy clicks the button online and buys it, by the time I get to the register, that gun is no longer available. So that's the way it works. So it is a synced system from the store to the online, which is why it's been so difficult to do. Oh, here we are. If you're looking for legal protection, like I talked about earlier, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. We'll put that in the chat. For a special offer from US Law Shield on self-defense, insurance, and membership, you don't wanna miss out. If anything you can learn from the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, this is it, get US Law Shield today. We'll be right back. I'm Toby Leary, listening
5: to Rapid Fire. This is the Voltec VT-10i. It's your travel buddy, so it goes where you go. To your work, on the road, or at the range. It's the smart and rugged safe built to protect, no matter what you trust it with. We've made sure every inch of your safe is built to the highest possible standards. Security is at the forefront of our thoughts, so no unwanted guest. The VT10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, key entry, and even your smartphone for remote access two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong and Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months so it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltecSafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com slash VoltecSafe.
0: Welcome back to Rapid Fire. This is your weekly show about all things guns, Second Amendment, freedom, and self-defense. And we would love for you to sign up at CapeGunWorks.com and become a subscriber of the channel. And we'll let you know every time we go live and we start to take your questions. And you can certainly call into the show if you want as well. Um, But we're going to get back to some of your questions right now. Jeff says, please tell me you saw the image of the prosecutor breaking rule number two, finger off the trigger until ready to fire. Yeah, and he also broke a couple other rules, too, by sweeping the whole jury pool with the muzzle of the gun. Remember the whole don't point a gun at anything you don't intend to shoot or destroy. And and also um, beware, you know, know what's your target and beyond and blah, blah, blah. Now, I don't do a hard, fast follow of the the big four rules because it doesn't make sense. There are times when, you know, you have to break those rules in the due course of action, um, whatever it is, you you know, whether it's, um, you know, because you're taking the gun apart or your dry fire practice or whatever. And so it's a little disingenuous to say that never... Point a gun at anything you don't intend on destroying. Well, you know, that's ridiculous. I mean, the gun goes in and out of the safe at night. It goes in and out of the center console of the truck or whatever. And and the muzzle's pointing at things that I don't intend on destroying. So even when you're carrying a gun in a holster, you know, yeah, the gun is safely in the holster. But it's pointed at things from time to time that I don't intend on destroying. So it's... It's disingenuous to say never or always and have absolutes and then go ahead and break them. So we teach uh, what I learned when I went through the ICE instructor development and through some of the uh, training classes that I did, which is, um, you know, three basic rules. Keep your finger off the trigger or somewhere other than the trigger until you're ready to shoot, preferably on the seam between the slide and the frame something that gives you tactile feedback. Number two is keep the gun pointed in a generally safe direction whenever possible. Sometimes it's not possible to keep the gun pointed in a generally safe direction. Some of the scenarios I just talked about, especially when you're doing uh, advanced pistol handling, you know, up is not considered a safe direction. But yet, through some of the drills we do, up ends up being a you know, you end up pointing the gun at the sky, which we would normally not do in any basic class, but during the advanced pistol handling classes, we do. But because of the redundancy of rule number one, which is keeping your finger off the trigger somewhere other than the trigger, um, you, you, you're not putting anybody in harm's way. And then number three is the big picture rule. So bear in mind that you're in control of a firearm. If you use it negligently or maliciously, You can harm or kill yourself or somebody else. And both of those scenarios happened this week. We just had a training accident happen today, as a matter of fact, in Harwich on a police range. And it sounds like the typical coming from the holster or going to the holster. Um, But, you know, he broke at least two of those rules. The keeping your finger off the trigger, probably. I don't know the whole story. And definitely the big picture rule. So if you use it negligently or maliciously, you can harm or kill. So he harmed himself. And uh, last week we had a horrific accident at, not an accident, I don't think. I haven't heard the full story of it. Um, But there was a fatality at a gun range up near Boston that was that was a uh in in a license to carry live fire class so that's awful and again that person broke all three of the big uh, of the rules that we subscribe to so therefore i think that one was intentional uh but i don't know the story so i'm not going to weigh in on that but uh that is a real tragedy especially for everyone in that class and the the place that hosted it so it's terrible so anyway um let's see here getting back to your questions uh that's my statement on the prosecutor breaking rule number one and two finger off the trigger and generally safe direction but i have a lot of faith in juries how he says in this but in this social age of media i'm thinking some people in there will weigh the consequences of a not guilty verdict um i'm not sure what you mean by that uh, will weigh the consequence. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I agree with you that if they are on social media, if the jury's not sequestered, if they have, you know, all that, if they have the internet at their disposal, how do you stay quiet? Even the judge has been influenced by the media. And he's addressing this in his, you know, kind of talk with the court when the jury's out. He's saying, you know, oh, I'm really disappointed in some of these law professors and and these news agencies reporting, you know, what this law school is saying and these professors are saying and these jury, I mean, uh, these lawyers are saying. And he's sitting there defending his actions. So he's obviously being influenced by it. And it was funny because I actually ag- agreed with the prosecutor when he goes, yeah, judge, that's why I don't read any of that stuff during a trial. And the judge is like, well, I can't do that. And I'm like, man, I kind of agreed with the prosecutor there saying, Yeah, judge, just shut it off. Like stop defending your actions here. You're the judge, you're in the driver's seat. You don't have to worry about it. It's <laughs> you know, but here he is like justifying his actions of his courtroom. I found that pretty interesting. Anyway, um, let's see here, getting back to some of your questions. Um my guess is there how he's following up on that. And he says, my guess is there will be a hung jury. If somehow he is inexplicatively found guilty, I think the judge may grant a mistrial with prejudice. Yeah, that I think would be just throwing a Moab, you know, detonating a bomb in that city. If the jury comes back with a guilty verdict and then the judge says, Am declaring a mistrial with prejudice. So, see you later, Kyle. Good job. Oh, here's your AR-15 as you leave. <laughs> you know, I think that would be crazy, but um, I think you should do it now before the jury reads their verdict, or not do it at all and live with the consequences. I don't know. If I was a jury member, P.S. says I would have yelled at him. What was? Uh, what are you stupid? Never point a gun at anything you don't want to shoot. Even the judge was pissed. Well. Um yeah, I mean it was interesting and I, I could see it coming because he's got a video playing and you could hear him whispering off to the side, Hey, please make sure this is clear. Make sure this gun is clear. And so the detectives were racking the action. There was no um magazine in the gun. Wasn't even a sight on the gun. I wonder why the sight was removed. Um but you know, and then you knew you knew what was coming. I was hoping he would just show what the gun looked like and this is an AR-15 and, you know, go on and spew all the stuff that you know is going to come, like how powerful it is and how its rate of fire and that's the gun that he chose because of first-person shooter video games, blah, blah, blah. Um, And Davey says he would have yelled at the moron, too, if he was in the jury pool. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty interesting. Like the whole courtroom kind of mumbled like and the bailiff kind of shuffled a little bit and the photographers jumped up and started snapping pictures. But um, so anyway, Stephen says the jury should have been sequestered. It's a big mistake. Yeah. I think even the judge is kind of rethinking the fact that he didn't You know, the televised aspect of this trial and everything else. He's like, it's certainly going to make me think twice about having a televised trial again. But you never know. Um, Hey, fun with a gun. How you doing? Uh, And thank you for viewing us on Twitch. Uh, Steve says, can you believe the prosecutor also told the jury that there was no such thing as a right and left handed gun? Just one of my of the many far-reaching lies well the one thing the prosecutor has put on full display for the world to see is that he is a not a gun guy b probably very unsafe with a gun and c not very knowledgeable of how guns work period and you know the many aspects of guns so yeah that's uh (laughs) that's um been apparently obvious to everybody uh, but he here he is he's really got that ar-15 on trial so all right more after this we'll be right back oh this is the end i'm sorry man it's rapid fire for a reason uh, this is the end of our first segment like i said i could do a four-hour show today but thank you for tuning in and remember the show is ending here but it goes on for another hour hour so tune in at capegunworks.com click on the rapid fire icon can join us on the Ranger or hear extended answers to your second amendment questions freedom will always be on the right side of history i'll be right back so don't go away god bless we'll see you see you soon
2: it will happen to them, but with over 2,000 emergency phone calls per month to our independent program attorney answered hotline, it's closer to home than you think. At U.S. Law Shield, we give you exclusive access to our 24-7, 365 emergency hotline. Not a call center, direct access to our network of independent program attorneys. With a price point of only $10.95 per month and unlimited attorney hours for criminal and civil defense, U.S. Law Shield provides you with unparalleled service and protection where it matters most. No other program comes close. We believe an educated member is an empowered member. We do this by providing educational resources featuring seasoned attorneys, firearms instructors, law enforcement, and experts in all areas we at US Law Shield believe peace of mind should come with simple and affordable protection.
0: Hey, it's Toby from Cape Gunworks. These days you need to be able to protect your family and yourself. At Cape Gunworks we have self-defense training and frequent firearm certification classes. Cape Gunworks has a modern indoor range and a huge pro shop so you can get properly equipped. Get your gun license and the training you need to keep you and your loved ones safe. Go to capegunworks.com to sign up for classes, shop online, or tune into Rapid Fire. Cape Gunworks, there has never been a better time to give us a shot.
5: This is the Voltec VT-10i. It's your travel buddy, so it goes where you go. To your work, on the road, or at the range. It's the smart and rugged safe built to protect. No matter what you trust it with, we've made sure every inch of your safe is built to the highest possible standards. Security is at the forefront of our thoughts, so no unwanted guest. The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, key entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong. And Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months. So it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltecSafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com slash
0: Welcome to Rapid Fire, hour number two, sponsored by Vortex Optics. Tune in at capegunworks.com and click on Rapid Fire to join the conversation. Remember to like us and subscribe on all of our social media platforms. Our handle is at Kate Gunworks. doesn't matter where you are, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, parlor, Twitch, Daily Motion, Telegram, Rumble, and I'm sure there'll be some more <laughs> coming down the pipe. But Getter shut us down, because we sell guns. Oh, man. I thought, Getter, you were better than that. But anyway, we didn't want to do business with you anyway, I guess. That's the way it works. No, but join us every week, and we'll get to all of your questions. And you can call into the show or type into the chat box, and we will answer them. So... Um, thank you to our sponsor Vortex Optics. We have the full array of their optics down here at Cape Gunworks, and you're going to love what you find with those. They're phenomenal lifetime warranty uh, optics and red dots and binoculars and spotting scopes, etc. So, all right, I'm going to jump right into your questions, and then I'm going to get to my list, my laundry list of stuff that we didn't get to in the first hour. Um, so. I, I think Keith answered that question from LARP about the: do you, does a home-built firearm need to be EFA-10? Yes, you have seven days to do that. And then Grace asks: uh, can I still build an AK in Massachusetts? And that's a very complicated question. And um, I don't believe you can, personally, because I don't know of anyone who has pre-ban receivers for an AK. An AK is different than a AR even where it doesn't have an upper and a lower. It's just got a receiver. And it's there's a lot of people that build them. You know, they buy the sheet metal flats and they bend them up and weld them and whatnot. And that would be manufacturing a new gun for possession in Massachusetts, which would definitely be a violation of the assault weapons ban. If you built one as a fixed magazine, I've seen people do that, then you certainly could do that but it's definitely going to be hard to load it would be a finger breaker I think uh, because you're gonna have to open the bolt of the gun and top load that magazine um, and hold the action of the gun open while you do that Uh, it's not like an SKS with that that holds open on the last round and you can use a stripper clip and whatnot so it'd be a little harder to do that but you certainly could and there's been people who have done it so that would be the only way I think you could build an AK Um, is to do it as a fixed mag. Um, so And it is very much harder than an AR to build. Uh, That's why I think advantage AR over AK AR debate. And you could certainly break the internet and forums out there by even throwing that hand grenade into the room and shutting the door. But I just did, so there you go. Um, Let's see... Uh, P.S. is saying you should never point a gun at someone unless you want to shoot them. Unless you know something I don't, it's for training, then use a blue gun. And I would agree with you there. Um, I'm 100%. I don't, I wouldn't, you know, I would, there's no, all right, all of training has a balance of risk versus reward, right? What is the risk? What is the benefit? So once you identify the risk, then you have to see if the benefit far outweighs the risk. So does using real guns and pointing them at people what is the training benefit of that and does it far outweigh the risk i say no i would agree with you put a um you know get a cert pistol get a blue gun if you need to have the action of the gun working maybe get a uh one of the uh, you know those Center fire or something like that, uh, like a laser type of thing that you change out the slide and the barrel and whatnot on the gun so that it's different and you can't load live am- ammunition into it if you, ha- if you must use a real gun. Or you could use sim if it's a, you know a live fire class with force on force or something to that effect. then that makes sense. Now the benefit far ways, The risk and make sure you have PPE like to do one of those classes is an extreme amount of work that goes into it, you know, with pat downs and proper PPP, uh, PPE, excuse me, and role players and scenarios. And uh, it's a much different ballgame. That's a, you know, scenario based training at that level is is, yeah, the risk goes up, but the uh, benefit also goes up. And so if you're going to do a class like that, make sure you go to a reputable place that does a really good job at it. Um, but anyway, I agree with you. I don't see what the upside of pointing a real unloaded gun at somebody is and for what benefit. So I wouldn't do it. But anyway, um, yeah, there you go. Uh, and Mac is very excited about the MMP 10 millimeter that just came out. And he's saying he needs to make a trip up here soon. So, unfortunately, they're not on the mass-approved weapons roster yet. I'm sure they'll test them, but the... Why, ma- you dirty varmint! <laughs> the m 10mm is going to be a phenomenal gun. Right now, the Smith & Wesson lineup only has one 10mm on the approved weapons roster, and it's the Model 610 revolver. And, unfortunately, uh, the state is pretty slow to put out new... Uh, rosters. So the mass approved weapons roster, it's funny, the last one that came out was July, I'm sorry, June. And they're supposed to come out with four per year, but they don't say that on the heading of the approved firearms roster. They say modifications to this roster are likely to occur periodically and licensees and law enforcement personnel should always utilize the most recent roster for purposes of determining statutory compliance, which really stinks because the older roster, like go back for three rosters ago, had a bunch of SIG 320s on there. And now there's a SIG 320 slash MA, you know, MS, blah, blah, blah. We used to be able to sell any of the SIG 320s, but now it's the MA, MS version, so the manual safety. But if you don't want a manual safety, you can always buy one of the Sig fire control units for the 320 or the 365 and build your own. And that's perfectly legal, and you can do it. So there you have that. So the MMP-10 is going to be awesome. I'm excited about it as well. But we are waiting. It's like, you know, an expectant father uh, in the waiting room, waiting for the state to come out with the recent approved firearms roster. I'm actually waiting more anxiously for the Firearms Policy Coalition lawsuit to just basically scrap this whole stupid approved weapons roster in the first place. So that's where my money's going is the FPC, so throw some money their way and uh, get the get that ball rolling. Let's hope that happens sooner rather than later because our rights are being infringed. They are infringing upon our civil rights here in Massachusetts and that needs to have its day in court and we need to restore rights that's the only way i can see it but all right don't forget to check out date night every friday night at cape gunworks and ladies night every other thursday you can also try a range experience package i know there's a lot of people who listen who aren't gun people so if you've never shot a gun and you want to try it out no gun license is required for our range experience package and we would love to have you so more after this we will be right back you're listening to rapid fire don't go away i'll be right back
1: If you crave versatility in a tactical reticle, the new ARBDC-3 delivers with a host of features you need to adapt in the field. A 1 MOA center dot provides a precise point of aim, while the surrounding 16 MOA open circle helps get your eye into the center faster for rapid target acquisition in close quarters. The ARBDC-3 also adapts to a variety of light conditions. The center dot and surrounding open circle illuminate for low-light shooting, and because the reticle is glass etched, it can also function without any illumination. When you need to go long, the upper-ranging feature allows you to range silhouette targets out to 600 yards, while the Bullet Drop Compensator, or BDC, keeps you on target out to 650 yards. Plus, you get wind holds for 5, 10, and 15 mph winds. The AR-BDC-3 is specifically tuned to the ballistic performance of most common 5.56 loads out of an AR-15. There are resources in the reticle manual for conversions to 308, and as with any BDC, information gathered from a chronograph and ballistics calculator can adapt these hash marks to any other caliber and its own unique ballistic curve. From point blank to way down range, adapt with the ARBDC-3.
0: Hey, Toby Leary here from Cape Gunworks, excited about the change in season. One thing that hasn't changed is the commitment to our customers. Come in, meet our friendly staff, Take a class and get your gun license. We have a 15-lane indoor range, a huge pro shop with tons of guns, ammo, archery, and accessories. Shop at capegunworks.com or tune in to Rapid Fire, our talk show about all things guns, the Second Amendment, and self-defense. Go to capegunworks.com and give us a shot. Welcome back to Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary. We talk all things guns, Second Amendment, freedom, and self-defense every week. And as far as I know, we're the only ones doing it uh, in our area. So glad you're here, and we're glad to be here. So I'm going to jump back into your questions. Um, I have a brand new IWI-5, PSS. says. Uh, that's cool. I don't know exactly what that is, but it sounds pretty exciting. And Scooted says can you have an AR-9 in mass and yes you can if it is not Eugene Stoner's design so we do sell them in their post band configuration here at Cape Gunworks we have plenty of them and uh... they're kinda like the you know, hot item right now pistol caliber carbines I, they're a lot of fun to shoot we have a bunch of different models and selection at the gun store so yeah I would ab- absolutely recommend getting one they're a lot of fun and uh... I saw one guy who's an FFL with pre-ban AK lowers in mass. They exist. All right, cool. Well, it would be just a pre-ban AK receiver. Um, so if they do exist, then by all means get get it, get her done. It'd be fun to put one to, put one together. But it's kind of like uh, you know some primitive <laughs> blacksmithing. You gotta have some rugged tools and some presses and some. You know rivets and pins and welders. It's it's. We've built a few AKs here at the shop, and you got to be a guy who's really into AKs to go through that exercise. As far as I'm concerned, <laughs> it's a labor of love, and when you get it all together, it's it's you know, it's an interesting sight, but to behold. But uh, and sorry, it's the IWI Ace SBR and five five six. Can you sell it for me? Um, sure, we could try to sell that for you, P.S. Bring it on down. It'll take some time. Any NFA items that are sold are definitely going to take some time. If you have an AR-9, it has to be massified with a fixed muzzle brake and a fixed stock and a 10-round mag unless it's pre-ban. That's a good answer. Um, Matt says, if the roster gets the boot, I'll be having you order me a VP9SK real quick. Yeah, that one, I honestly don't think that's coming around anytime soon um unfortunately it's just the way it is i think hk is not going to spend the money to have any more guns tested for sale in mass anytime soon but let's let's hope they do and if if not um like you said if the whole thing gets the boot we'll order them up uh we'll order you know whatever gun we want at that point um so Let's see, LARP is wondering if the big buck that's mounted in my office is mine. Any good stories associated with it? Yes, that is my buck. That was a great trip uh, to Saskatchewan. And it's a buck I probably should have passed on because they I was in the land of the giants. That's still the biggest buck I've ever shot. But it was um, not much bigger than the one I shot here on Cape Cod, believe it or not, back in 96. But... Um, that buck is, I'm very proud of that buck, but I had a day and a half left to hunt when I finally couldn't wait out any longer. I had passed on one deer that was probably a little bigger than him already. And, uh, the guide was telling me, don't shoot, don't shoot, don't shoot. When I showed him the deer I was passing on, he said, oh, good job, good job. And some of the guys I was hunting with are like, you let that thing walk. What are you crazy? And I'm like, man, you go to Saskatchewan, it's not a meat hunt. You know, you're not bringing that meat home. Unfortunately, uh, it goes to a good cause. It went to the uh, local residents there that s- quickly scarfed it all up. But um, all I have to show for it is my trophy on the wall. So, part of me wishes I waited again, but I would have been disappointed if I got skunked because I passed on those big bucks. So, with for that reason, I'm very proud of it and happy. And uh, it was a good hunt but it's you know you think you you think you go to the land of the giants up there the saskatchewan or something like that and you're sitting in a blind and hunting over bait you think it's kind of like a you know country club hunt Uh uh-uh it's what separates the men from the boys because we were in 12 degree weather for 13 hours a day and man i tell you one thing it is hard to sit still in 12 degree weather for 13 hours a day so (laughs) yeah yeah um Max says, think a 10 millimeter hollow point will be too much for home defense over penetration I, I you know what it comes down to this use the gun that you can control and shoot efficiently that still has adequate stopping power. For me that's nine mil. I you can come out with every new round under the sun, but what's gonna be more efficient than nine millimeter? and have equally good stopping power yes I can get more recoil more power and have a gun that I can shoot still moderately as fast but it won't be as fast or efficient as 9mm so there's really the, the standard for me don't get me wrong I like 10mm I'd probably use it as a hunting if I ever went on a pistol hunt um, I like the round and it's pretty cool but I, I I don't know that I would ever replace it as my EDC or home defense gun because, um, yeah, overpenetration does become a, uh, a problem. But, frankly, I just don't feel outgunned with 9mm. Um, so I'm not, you know, I don't think that's not adequate enough for home defense. You know what I mean? So hopefully you catch my drift there. Can you uh, buy a mare's leg in mass? That's a great question and unfortunately not because it has a barrel less than 16 inches, so therefore it would be subject to the assault weapons ban. I'm sorry, not the assault weapons ban, but the approved firearms roster. If they do away with the approved firearms roster, then absolutely would be able to buy mare's leg. Or if Henry sends them out to be tested, then we could as well. But uh, I don't think they're going to send you know, 10 mayor's legs to the local testing lab to be dropped and burned and kicked and thrown and destroyed, basically. But the uh, Thompson Center Pro Hunter SST Comp is a pistol that's on the approved weapons roster that shoots 308 Winchester. So, it's been done, but only one has been done. And it would be great to see some rifle caliber pistols make the roster, but um, and a lever action would certainly be a prime candidate for it because it wouldn't violate the assault weapons ban. But, um, I don't think they're going to spend the money to do it. So unfortunately for now, we can look at the mayor's legs from a distance. We can look at all the people who live in free America and say, gee, it'd be nice to own one of those. But unfortunately I live behind enemy lines where freedom started and then promptly went to die because of, uh, Politics and politicians who don't see our freedom as something worth dying for, like our founders did. So, there you have that. Not that I'm opinionated on that matter in any way, shape, or form, but um, I'm glad you enjoyed that story and I'm glad to share it. And thank you. It is a beautiful buck, and you're on your first year of whitetail hunting up here in Zone 10. Cool. Congratulations. And hopefully, you'll. You'll tag out. That'd be great. I've barely made it in, into the woods at all this year. I've taken the dog out a couple times for a pheasant and he worked his butt off and we were on there on a day that they didn't stalk and we were hoping to find some holdovers. And sure enough, like two and a half hours in, my dog's lungs are about to come out. He puts up a beautiful ringneck pheasant and I missed. <laughs> Shot twice and missed. And that bird ran flew off and Arlo's looking at me going, dude, really? Like I've been working this hard all day and my lungs about to come out of my chest and you miss. I did my job. Maybe you should go back to like, you know, Thelma Skeet Club or something next weekend and, you know, do a little dust up here so that I don't die in the process of you missing birds while I'm doing my job and putting up those hard to find birds. And so we had a little moment there and I apologized and I got him some water and said, you know, you did a great job, dude. Um, Steve and I used a 308 on that buck and it didn't sound like that. But in fact, if you're watching the live stream, I'll move out of the, I'll move aside. Uh, that's not going to work. Yeah, there it is. It's the one down here. That's a 308 that I built for that hunt, it's a 308 AR-10 um, that I spent a lot of money and a lot of time on building it just how I wanted. Only to read the regulations in Canada that you can't take an AR-style gun to Canada. This is even before the, you know, the latest go-around with. Uh, J- Justin Trudeau who banned basically he banned black rifle coffee if you read the regulations it's pretty funny yeah that's about what it sounds like. so I built that gun sighted it in and it was awesome and then I found out I can't bring it so I brought a uh, 308 that I have as well that's a uh, HS precision Remington 700 rifle and I put a nice magpul chassis on it and so I shot that buck with that at about 75 yards using um, Hornady ELDX ammo or ELD Hunter, I'm sorry, ammo. And uh, he went about 20 yards and gave up the ghost. So it was a good clean kill. And I was happy about that. Went down within sight. and But when I showed up with a 308, everybody in the camp was really mad at me. They were all like, "How could you?" They said, "You come with a 300 Win Mag. That's the that's the gun in Saskatchewan camp." And I said, "Well, I I'm sorry, but I showed up with a 308, and I'll, I'm I promise I'll do fine." Nope, we want it down in sight. And they're like, okay, you know, I'll make sure it goes down in sight. So, <laughs> yeah, 308's an adequate round, fellas. Uh, sorry, sorry to tell you. But they don't want to be looking for bucks in this prime hunting area. So, anyway. All right. We'll be right back. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. That's CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield, Self-Defense Insurance and Membership. You're going to want to sign up. You get a good deal if you text CGWMA. All right, we'll be right back. You're listening to Rapid Fire. I'm Toby Lee.
2: Nobody thinks it will happen to them, but with over 2,000 emergency phone calls per month to our independent program attorney answered hotline, it's closer to home than you think. At US Law Shield, we give you exclusive access to our 24-7, 365 emergency hotline not a call center, direct access to our network of independent program attorneys. With a price point of only $10.95 per month and unlimited attorney hours for criminal and civil defense, U.S. Law Shield provides you with unparalleled service and protection where it matters most. No other program comes close. We believe an educated member is an empowered member. We do this by providing educational resources featuring seasoned attorneys, firearms instructors, law enforcement, and experts in all areas. We at US Law Shield believe peace of mind should come with simple and affordable protection.
0: Hey, it's Toby from Cape Gunworks. These days you need to be able to protect your family and yourself. At Cape Gunworks, we have self-defense training and frequent firearm certification classes. Cape Gunworks has a modern indoor range and a huge pro shop so you can get properly equipped. Get your gun license and the training you need to keep you and your loved ones safe. Go to capegunworks.com to sign up for classes, shop online, or tune into Rapid Fire. Cape Gunworks, there has never been a better time to give us a shot. Welcome back to Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary. And join us every week for our show where we talk all things guns, Second Amendment, freedom, and self-defense. And you can jump online, go to capegunmerks.com, click on Rapid Fire, and get signed up. So before the break, we were talking about AR-10s and my 308 rifle and my trip to Saskatchewan a couple of years ago, uh, which has prompted a question. Um, What is the difference between AR-10 and AR-15? And mostly it's just caliber and magazine size. So an AR-15 is usually 5.56 or 300 blackout. Now there's a million different calibers that fit in that shorter action or shorter magazine well. And AR-10 has historically been... A 308, but it's made in a variety of different calibers nowadays, like 6 millimeter ARC and 6 millimeter Creedmoor, 6.5 Creedmoor, 260 Remington, 243 Winchester. Basically, anything based off that 308 Winchester cartridge. Um, the Armalite AR-10 was the kind of the first mover in that area, and those maybe not the first, but the mainstream mover in that area. And the thing about AR-10s is it's the wild, wild west, whereas the AR-15, there's a mil-spec. The AR-10 platforms, it's very proprietary. And timing-wise, uh, we just got a whole shipment today of AR-10 lowers and uppers, complete lowers and complete you know, uh, stripped uppers, and we have barrels and bolts and... Everything you need to finish one out, and they're all fixed mag lowers from Darkstorm. But basically, it's the same design, same platform as an AR-15. So therefore, we can't sell it because of the Moroheili Edict from 72016. Uh, but they are a they are a phenomenal uh, gun and fun to shoot. And if I was going to make another hunting rifle, I wouldn't really care if it was a fixed mag because 10 rounds is <laughs> plenty to go hunting with. Uh, so really you need three or four um but it would be a good semi-automatic hunting rifle and we have i've made some really cool ones for people in the past we did one with a proof research barrel uh which is a very good high precision long range Mm -hmm. gun we did one that you know for a, a local cop who's the designated marksman on his pd and we built him a pretty sweet gun when he brought it to training it was like you know, everybody was flocking around him. Can I shoot it? Can I shoot it? And so, he had the he had the cool toy at the party that day. But um, so yeah, you can run, uh, you can come down and grab a AR-10 upper and lower, and they're very proprietary. So if you're gonna do a Dark Storm lower, make sure you pick up a stripped upper as well, so that you can put them together and actually have a gun that works. Uh, the uppers and lowers are very brand proprietary. You can't take a DPMS upper and put it on an Armalite lower. You can't take a dark storm upper and put it on a, uh, you know, a um, whatever lower MMP 10 lower. So it's, it's just not going to work. So you got to get the same upper and lower, but then once you got that, we got hand guards, bolts, trigger packs, you know, stocks and all that good stuff. So it's pretty cool. Um, and Steven's saying, if they were wanting a 300 Win Mag back then, they're probably spending all their time hunting uh, that, not the buck now. You yeah, had no doubt because um, the ammo is so hard to find and uh, it's been very difficult. So uh, let's see. They all wanted 300 Mag. They all must have been lumberjacks. My Barrett 50 cal has less kick than 300 Win Mag. No doubt about it. The, Bar- the Barrett M82A1. Actually, it doesn't kick that hard. It's more like a long push. Um, I've seen, I've shot 12 gauge shotgun slugs, like turkey loads or slugs or buckshot that kick more than the Barrett M82. So, um, which we had up until last Saturday. So, if you were one of the ones who wanted that M82, you snooze, you lose. That's all I can say. Uh, we had calls last Saturday. I think we had two people call. One guy comes in and says. What happened to my Barrett? I go, well, it sold this morning, man. You snooze, you lose. So if you've been thinking about getting a gun and you know what you want and we have it in stock, don't sleep on it. It's the only time in, you know, history where I say don't sleep on it. If you know you want the gun, just get it because it's going to go. It doesn't last. Nothing lasts right now. And uh, a herd of nine nice deer ran right by me and my dog this morning in the backyard. So many, so little time. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I um, I haven't seen a herd of deer run by my tree stand lately. Unfortunately, I've seen a lot of squirrels, herds of squirrels, blah blah blah. But anyway, all right. So lots going on in the world, um, especially gun gun world. Uh, the on November sixteenth, which you know was yesterday, if as we broadcast this live. Um, there was a joint committee on public safety and homeland security here in Massachusetts that held a public hearing about gun control. So they uh, were talking about new gun control legislation and whatnot. So please call your legislator and tell them to oppose any new gun control regulations. And there are two really good pro-gun bills. One really good pro-gun bill uh, that I could you should urge your legislators to support. It's House Bill 2512 and House Bill 2536. House Bill 2512 is basically in ensuring the right to keep and bear arms as an individual right here in Massachusetts. And we haven't heard any legislation like that in a long time. So that would be a great law to put on the books. And it's designed to preserve that right so that No further restrictions to the Second Amendment can happen in Massachusetts. House Bill 2512. I think it's got a snowball's chance in you-know-where of passing in Afghanistan. But call your legislator, let your voice be heard, and let them know you want them to support House Bill 2512 and support House Bill 2536. That's basically ensuring safe transport through the state, so someone stops for gas or they stop for the night to sleep in a hotel they can have guns in their car unloaded and locked and without risking you know any type of uh prosecution so those are some good bills to support also kind of breaking news is the NRA lost a federal appeals court decision uh on the New York gun store closure from the COVID-19 pandemic So a bunch of gun stores got closed down in New York, just like they did here in Massachusetts. And the NRA decided to sue the state. And that case was just dismissed by this appeals court because it was ruled to be moot. They said, well, it's unlikely that any more gun stores will be closed due to the pandemic, especially since the legislature kind of curtailed the governor's um, power to impose any further COVID-19 restrictions and limits the power of the governor. So because of that, it's a moot point, and we're not going to rule on it, which is a trend in any, a lot of cases, but specific to gun cases. And this is what we saw happen at the Supreme Court, uh, not this past session, but the one before, when there were 10 different gun con- gun bills before the Supreme Court. One of them was the New York State Pistol and Rifle Association versus, I forget what what it was, but... Um, when it was the, uh, they basically were challenging the restriction of New York City to say, you can't take the gun out of the house. And people were like, Hey, I want to go shoot my gun at the gun range. And they're like, no, you can't leave the city with it. It's going to stay in the house unless you have a concealed weapons permit, which you don't because you live in New York City. Um, so you can't take the gun out and transport it. So they challenged that and then they punted because, as soon as the bill got on the docket for the Supreme Court, the state of New York and the uh, city of New York City said, I'm oh, just kidding. We, we're we're going to back off on that. You can take it to the gun range. You can take that gun outside the city. You can take it to wherever you want to go with it. Um, just don't carry it concealed. That requires a permit still. But you don't have to keep it in, sto- in your house anymore. And so the, the Supreme Court said, well, because they acquiesced, it's a moot point. I hate that. They don't have to do that, but they did it because they don't want to tie up the court system for something that's not going to affect people. The problem is it affected people for so long before it got to the Supreme Court, and then they back off because they don't want a positive or negative ruling. They just want to live with the status quo. And the problem with that is you restricted people's rights for so long until something was going to be done about it, and then you said, just kidding. I don't think that's right. I think the court should hear it through, just like this, when they're challenging the governor's you know, closure of gun stores. Let's put some legal precedent in place that says, don't ever get that into your cranium again. That is never going to be a good idea. Don't ever do it again, or else we're going to prosecute you. That would be cool. I'd like to see that. But every time they... They restrict our rights. Then it gets to some place where something could be done about it. And then they back off and they or they remove that power. And they say, okay, well, it's a moot point. Let's not clog up the court system. I call you-know-what Barbara Streisand on that. But anyway, I'm not in that position to do anything about it. But I think it's, uh, you know, it's politics. It's dirty politics, and that's what happens. Aha! So... Um, that was news this week, and then down in uh, Harwich, we had a police officer shoot himself on the range in a training accident. Um, hopefully he's okay. I heard it wasn't much of a wound. it was a,
4: oh no, it
0: was a mere flesh wound, uh, as Julia Childs would say. Um, hopefully uh he's okay. Uh, it happens It doesn't happen often, but it does happen. And, uh, you know, I, I read a lot of the comments on the article, and a lot of cops were chiming in saying, hey, uh, you know, I've been on a lot of these ranges before, and, you know, police could use some more training, if you know what I mean. So read into that as much as you want, or as little as you want. But, you know, the average cop isn't a gun guy. They carry a gun for a living, and they're armed, you know, they're an armed professional, but... Unfortunately, there's not a lot of impetus to on the officer to really seek out competent training with a firearm. I've trained a lot of police officers, and uh, I've had many police officers tell me that when they take our one-day intuitive defensive shooting class, that it's better than anything they saw in their 30-year career at, at the police, uh, you know, through the PD. One of... The gentleman who told me that is the firearm was the firearms instructor for his PD. And he said this is amazing. So now he's on board with the you know getting as much training as possible and he's one of our best trainers here at Cape Gunworks. So anyway, we have a special pepper spray, speaking of training, pepper spray class happening on December 4th. It's $75 bucks and it includes a training device that will dispense simulated spray during the class not going to make anyone sick, so you don't have to worry about that it's a great opportunity to less to learn about less lethal options and uh, you can sign up at our website at kategunworks.com all right you're listening to rapid fire and we'll be right back i'm toby leary
5: The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, keyed entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong, and Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months, so it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltecSafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com slash
4: May your tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. Made in America since 1949. Family owned and operated legendary performance this is hornady
0: federal delivers a knockout punch with the leading defensive ammo on the market federal punch hollow points are accurate and reliable in all defensive situations when you need reliability designed to provide a balanced mix of Effective penetration and expansion, you need punch defensive ammunition from Federal, the leader in nickel plated brass ammo with a sealed primer to deliver reliable feeding and ignition. Get Federal Punch defensive hollow point ammunition here at Cape Gunworks.
4: Snap safe. Featuring a pry resistant 316th inch solid steel door, 2300 degree Fahrenheit one hour fire shield protection, and a lifetime warranty. Snap Safe, a modular safe with welded safe security.
0: Welcome back to Rapid Firearm, your host, Toby Leary owner Cape Gunworks down on Hyannis, Massachusetts. And if you haven't been down, we'd love to have you. We'd also love to have you go over to CapeGunworks.com and click on Rapid Fire and get signed up. So whenever we go live, you will be able to be a part of the chat and be a part of the conversation. So this whole show derived from our live streams that we were doing when we were closed down from COVID, like we were just talking about before the break about that lawsuit in uh, New York City uh, challenging the governor's right to, you know, shut gun stores down. And we did comply. We shut down as a courtesy to say, okay, but we're immediately going to file suit, which we did. And uh, we filed lawsuit um, to challenge that. And ironically, the judge set the trial date on the day we were supposed to be able to reopen but then Governor Baker extended it another few weeks, so he decided he had to hear the case. So he grilled the attorney general for a few hours um, and then grilled our attorneys for a couple minutes and uh, you know basically said, so you're telling me that it's okay for liquor stores to be open and gun stores to be closed? And then let them dance around that question for a while. So bottom line is... Um, as a result of this, the live stream we were doing, keeping people up to date and the progress and what we have in stock and how we can help people and get get uh, you know product in their hands while we were closed, um, this just kind of happened as a result. I enjoyed doing it. People enjoyed it, interacting with it. So we're glad you're here. Um, so. We were talking about before the break as well about the police officer that shot himself in the training incident. And then there was another tragedy in our state last week of somebody who uh, died in an LTC class. And I'm not sure the whole story there, but it was a live-fire LTC class. And uh, it's a tragedy, and my heart goes out to those who were involved, those who were in that class and that place that hosted the class. That's a terrible tragedy that hopefully um, won't repeat itself and uh, you know it is it's really sad one sounded like it both are very preventable uh, the negligent discharge by the police officer in that training situation and um, the the situation at the gun range that for that live fire LTC I have heard of a negligent discharge that I would say wasn't necessarily operator error um, on a kind of a catastrophic malfunc- malfunction of a firearm where somebody had installed an aftermarket trigger like one of those Glock store triggers and the roll pin that holds the blade of the safety had worked itself out like four or five hours into a all-day training class So that roll pin came all the way out and just kept working itself out, not on the side of the trigger that the finger would have felt it, but on the other side, the open side of the trigger. And it worked its way out to the point where it was sticking out past the trigger guard, but it hadn't fallen out yet. And so when he went to reholster into his Kydex holster, that roll pin grabbed the side of the Kydex holster. And then when he pushed down... It act activated the trigger. the The safety had already fallen out. It sounds like uh, because that roll pin had worked its way out, and it fired. Uh, fortunately for him, it fired safely straight down into the d- into the dirt, but and didn't run down his leg uh, like a lot of people who have NDs going to the holster or from the holster. That's when most of the most of those type of accidents occur. So you got to be careful. We don't rush back to the holster, we say look it back. We always stop in the high compress ready, search and assess before looking it back to the holster. So you wanna be safe when you get that uh, training done. Um, Get the best legal protection you can and text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Once again, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. You won't be disappointed, and members can call a lawyer anytime, even for compliance questions, and they will get back to you. I'm a member. You should be one, too. So join today, and we will be right back. You're listening to Rapid Fire. I'm Toby Lerner.
2: Nobody thinks it will happen to them. But with over 2,000 emergency phone calls per month to our independent program attorney answered hotline, it's closer to home than you think. At U.S. Law Shield, we give you exclusive access to our 24-7, 365 emergency hotline. Not a call center, direct access to our network of independent program attorneys. With a price point of only $10.95 per month and unlimited attorney hours for criminal and civil defense. U.S. Law Shield provides you with unparalleled service and protection where it matters most. No other program comes close. We believe an educated member is an empowered member. We do this by providing educational resources featuring seasoned attorneys, firearms instructors, law enforcement, and experts in all areas. We at U.S. Law Shield believe peace of mind should come with simple and affordable protection.
0: Hey, it's Toby from Cape Gunworks. These days you need to be able to protect your family and yourself. At Cape Gunworks, we have self-defense training and frequent firearm certification classes. Cape Gunworks has a modern indoor range and a huge pro shop so you can get properly equipped. Get your gun license and the training you need to keep you and your loved ones safe. Go to CapeGunworks.com to sign up for classes, shop online, or tune into Rapid Fire. Cape Gunworks, there has never been a better time to give us a shot. Welcome back to Cape, Gu- to Cape Gunworks. Welcome back to Rapid Fire. I'm your host Toby Leary, who is just happens to co-own Cape Gunworks, and we would love it if you'd go to CapeGunworks.com, click on Rapid Fire, and get signed up to be notified when we go live. If you want to be a part of the conversation, otherwise you can just listen on the radio or podcast it later. But if you want your voice to be heard, go get signed up, and you can type into the chat, you can call the show, and um, you know it's Rapid Fire for a reason. We're going through it quick it's like a cow through a wheat field and it's over (laughs) it doesn't last long unfortunately Uh, but today's one of those days I wish we had a four-hour show because there's so much to talk about Um, one of which is Ohio and Pennsylvania are both well on their way to being constitutional carry states so this is great it's a wonderful trend that is moving through our country I wish the eight states that you know severely restrict people's right to keep and bear arms, Massachusetts being right at the top of that list. Um, I wish those states would reconsider and say, you know what, it's time to trust the people of our great state with the rights that our forefathers fought and died to preserve and that are given to us by God, not by man that could be taken away. That's why our forefathers were so smart when they said they are unalienable or unalienable. You can't attach these rights. You can't take them away because they're not given by man. So therefore, we are acknowledging that they come from our Creator. The same way the law of gravity and the law of the universe comes from the Creator. That's what these rights are in the Bill of Rights. And we see politicians these days so flippantly and so quickly willing to try to take them away as if it's something that is within their power to do so. And I tell you, America is the last bastion of freedom in this world. You look at other countries that have claimed to be democracies. Australia, you look at Canada, you look at um even Israel, which is a one of the only democratic uh, countries in the in the Middle East, and the things that are going on, even in Europe, uh, it's tragic. Like this whole COVID thing has made everybody lose their minds. Like, oh, we can now beat people in the street with clubs because they're out without a mask or their vaccine passport. It's like, give me a break. I just saw this thing on Austria. Uh, they're literally stopping people now. Show me your papers. Your papers, please. And it's like, wow, how soon we forget. And history repeats itself. You want to know the future, look in the past. Uh, but anyway, getting back to what I was talking about, Ohio and Pennsylvania, they've passed uh, the committees to, you know, vote on this, and hopefully the governors will sign it into law once it hits the desk I don't think there's any pushback on that but let's see um, Let's see what happens Uh, that would be great great uh, great to see those two states go constitutional carry Matt says two of your RSOs carry VP nines and we're telling me that whatever holster they used was the most comfortable one out there any chance you might have an idea of the brand Uh, no I'm sorry but I can find out for you Um, I know that we carry Lag Tactical 508 Alex and Ryan design and what else crossbreed we have if it's a VP9 I would say it's probably an Alex and Ryan uh, or a crossbreed those are my two guesses but I'm going to throw that out there. Um, Anyway, uh, let's see. So, yeah, right when Keith's segment was over, Frank is asking, he was saying a complete upper and a complete lower separated a working firearm. That's true. At what point is it not considered a working firearm? Spring removed? Barrel removed? No, none of those work. Frank, the way the ATF looks at it, if you have all the parts together and it can be readily assembled. So if you have a box full of parts, then um, the a- in the ATF size, it's a firearm. That's what they tell me. I know you could probably make the argument, hey, I'm never going to build these parts into a gun. But if you have a barrel, an upper, a handguard, a lower parts kit, a stripped receiver, a trigger, a buffer tube, a buffer, a spring, a stock, a grip... A muzzle brake all lying there in a cardboard box, under certain applications, the feds would consider that a firearm. Uh, certainly, the lowers considered a firearm. As far as Massachusetts is concerned, um, when it goes bang, it's considered a firearm. So I guess if it was in that state forever, it would never need to be registered. But as soon as you put it together, You can't play the game where, like, oh, I took the upper and lower apart, or I took the barrel out, oh I took the muzzle brake off, oh, I took the bolt out, oh, I took the firing spring out, or the, you know, buffer assembly. That's not going to work. So if the gun went bang, then you just try to semi-take it apart so that you don't have to register it. That's not going to work. That's not the end around on that. So um, that's what he was getting at. Um, There's a great article on AmmoLand.com by the way, about uh, a study that stretches coincidence to correlation to vilify gun ownership. And I bet you can guess what state they look at. So um, on the surface, this study suggests that this group cares about possible issues uh, resulting from the mixing of firearms and children. However, a closer look exposes their bias against firearms ownership. And it really does look at... uh, Massachusetts, so it's a really bias-driven research piece. But read that article on uh, Ammo Land; it's a pretty good, uh, good read there. So you can check that out. And guys, don't forget about the Gunmakers Match. If you're listening to this on the radio on WXDK, you're too late for the Education Day, but come on Sunday and be a part of the Gunmakers Match. Even if you just want to watch and swap stories and the camaraderie and learn a little bit about making your own guns you can still do it here in massachusetts believe it or not so we're more freedom level index is higher than nevada wow never saw that coming when it comes to making your own gun but anyway uh it's going to be a fun weekend saturday is the education day sunday is the match and we'd love to have you so Thanks for tuning in, guys. Remember, the show ends here, but you can always tune in at capegunworks.com. Click on Rapid Fire. Make sure you keep up the good fight. Support your local community and be a local advocate for safe and responsible gun ownership in your community. Together as Americans, we can overcome anything. I'm Toby Leary. God bless. And we'll see you next time.